Loretta, and this is an Emo Girl's Guide to the Galaxy, where we debate, rant, and curse too much. If you like books, sarcasm, and hate the patriarchy, then you've obviously come to the right place. Um, hey, I'm Erin, and I'm going to do our updates and new releases coming out in the book world. Um, so these are all, let's see, May 17th, it looks like. So the first one is The Stardust Thief by Chelsea Abdullah. Um, inspired by stories from 1001 Nights, The Stardust Thief weaves the gripping tale of a legendary smuggler, a cowardly prince, and a dangerous quest across the desert to find a legendary magical lamp. First in the Sand Sea trilogy. And that just sounds like good fun. Doesn't that sound so cute? Okay, this next one I am so excited about. It's called Something Wilder by Christina Lauren. Um, and a little blurb here we has is that Lily runs fake treasure hunts based on her absentee um, treasure hunter father's old map. So her father is a treasure hunter. He's got this old map. She runs these treasure hunts um, and then her ex shows up with his friends on a tour and then they get like stuck in the canyons on like an actual treasure hunt but one of the things that really got me was this the everyone saying like oh we have a new show people not just one bed only one sleeping bag like in dangerous <laughs> canyons <laughs> one tent not even just one bed one sleeping just bag. one sleeping bag out in the wilderness on a treasure hunt Quick question is, what happens to his friends? I don't know. I didn't even know his friends were a part of this until I just Are they all out. sharing a sleeping No, I don't know. Exactly. I think it's supposed to be like a dangerous, like, action-adventure yeah. treasure hunt book, but, like, with actual steamy romance. I don't know. I'm, like, all in. When I was reading, because this little bit that you read is, like, me summarizing the thing because it was, like, so long. Yeah. So when I was reading the actual description instead of just, like, copy-pasting out of Barnes & Noble, um... I was like stoked and all of the reviews and stuff said that it's not like their normal books. It's more action adventure romance than like a traditional rom-com. Yes. So, so I'm like, so I'm so excited. I've already got this one pre-ordered. It's, and knowing that there's steam in it, because sometimes with their books, you don't always know. Yeah. I, I was going to say, you did confirm I steam. I did confirm steam. Open door steam. Only <laughs> one sleeping bag. So I'm like, really? Yes. I'm excited. Um, all right. So then next up, we have All Fired Up by Dylan Newton. Um, and the blurb here we has after one wild night together, two complete opposites plan to stay firmly in the friend zone. <laughs> But life has other plans in this delightful romantic comedy, perfect for fans of Emily Henry and Abby Jimenez. I know that's not how you pronounce it. Jimenez. Um, Where's death? That sounds so fun because yes. that's all the things you like. That sounds like a book that'll frustrate me, yeah. but in a good way, I guess. But it also feels like something <laughs> I've read before, but I'll do it again. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Yeah, I don't need it. I love uh, Emily Henry, and I haven't read anything by Abby Jimenez, but I did uh, choose that part of your world book as my, like, book of the month for this month. So in, I don't know, five, six days when it comes in, I'll let you know how it is and if there are mermaids involved. We'll see. I we need to know. We need, we need you to do this we for do. science. Um, <laughs> all right. The next one is The Emma Project by Sonali Dev. Um, Our blurb here is Emma gets a fresh Indian-American twist from award-winning author Sonali Dev in her heartwarmingly irresistible Jane Austen-inspired rom-com series. Okay, I thought it probably had to do with Jane Austen. That makes sense. That's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. The next the next one is From Bad to Curse by Lana Harper. Um, and this is The Witches of Thistlegrove number two. Um, and our blurb here is that Isidore gets stuck investigating a witch crime with a guy from a rival witch family. Another rom-com witchy <laughs> book. I'm so into that. It is. Oh, my God. Romeo and Juliet that make them witches. So the first one in this series is like a love quadrangle um because the two i think the love interests that end up together are the two women but they're dating these other two men who are exes and the guys like each other it's like a whole mess and it's witchy so wait what is what book is this (laughs) i was like we need more information i need this So other fun fact that I figured out, Lana Harper is a pseudonym for, or it's her real name, I don't know, but for Lana Popovic, who does YA books. She did Blood Countess and like Wicked Like a Wildfire, that really pretty flowery one that everybody sees all over the place. Um, I haven't read them. I read Blood Countess and I enjoyed it, but it was dark. But yeah, so it's... I'm ex- I want to read these. I need to read the first one because now I once I figured out that it was her, I was like, what? She's 
just like over here writing adult novels that I didn't know about in another name. That first one sounds really chaotic, but the second one sounds awesome, so I'll I'll do both. I'll do it. I love it, yeah. I mean, a witchy rom-com, that's just... And from what I can tell it, there's like two rival families in this town that are like rival witch families, and there's like gotta be some Romeo-Juliet situation happening here. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm for it, I'm for it. Yeah. Okay, so we'll go around the room and do our weekly updates. Erin, what you got going on? Okay, so speaking of witchy rom-com, I finally finished the second book of the Stay a Spell series, the uh, Don't Hex and Drive. And I can confirm, I think maybe Jess has said this in a previous episode, but like the steam does like increase significantly. significantly. Um, the first book is definitely steaming, but then the second book, you're like, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. But it was really good. I was shocked. I, the only reason it took me a while to read it is because I was like traveling and just like life was getting in the way, not because I wasn't enjoying it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really cute. I mean, there's like some cheesy parts that you can definitely like criticize, but you kind of know what you're getting into. I mean, we'll explain what you're getting into, but it's like literally rom-com and fantasy together. It's such a interesting combination because sometimes you're like, wow, we're firmly in a fantasy. And other times you're like, this could just be regular people in a rom-com, but it's super fun. I enjoyed it. I'm already ready and excited to read the next one. Um, Cause I was been looking forward to this couple since the first book. So yeah. That's what I've been up to. Oh, and I got book mail, um, book lovers by Emily Henry and then book of night by, um, Holly Black. So I haven't read them yet, but they came in finally and they are so pretty. I'm very excited to own them. Okay. Loretta, what you up to? Um, since our Bridgerton episode, I've like temporarily lost my mind. I'm happy about it because I've been in a non-reading mood for like a year. (laughs) Um, but I'm like, I suddenly, I finished Colin's book and then um, in the Bridgerton series, which is the fourth book, and I've been binging the hell out of the rest of them, and I made it to Francesca's, which is the sixth book. Um, yeah. So I've read Eloise's and Francesca's, and I love them so much, so I'm going to keep going, but that's all I've really been doing. <laughs> Eloise's book was amazing, and Francesca pissed me off, but yeah, it was still really good. Yeah. Um, so I just finished Book Lovers yesterday. You binged that hard. You did. Now I binged it, yeah, in a day and a half, I want to say. It was, and it, it felt like it was taking longer to read than I anticipated. Um, but it's like super about sisters and I, that hits hard with me considering it's me and my sister. Like the characters reminded me of us just like a little flip-flopped and different. So like, I don't know, I really bumped into that book, um, and then there's like just fun Easter eggs and stuff. So I think you're really gonna um, love it. And then I've been watching, okay, Dev's not here for this, but I've been watching these videos on YouTube and I feel like I should have known that this guy existed, but I didn't. Um, I guess he started his channel like in 2020. So his name is Mr. Ballin. <laughs> He's an ex-Navy SEAL, I think. And he does like horror videos, but they're not, they're real stories of like, Three places you literally can't go on the planet, and here's why, and here's the people that died there. And, like, deep sea dives, he finds all these stories about, like, people who, like, went diving and got stuck in caves underwater. And um, it's, like, real-life crazy weird things that have happened, and, like, random people who, like, went to an island they weren't supposed to go to and then, like, never turned up again. And, like, but he has so many little facts, and he's just, like, a really soothing storyteller that I was just like watching it and I'm just like what is happening and so he does some like true crime things but then also just like these really wild ass stories about like yeah you can't fly in and out of here during these seasons and this is what happened to this person kind of like a lot of uh the into the wild into the wild type stories that you would think of where people just like oh no i can do it don't worry and then later they like find their flippers floating or something this is why i don't go into the wild (laughs) well but like it's not even just that like one person went to snake island one guy went to pick apples and got eaten by a komodo dragon like this is so wild I watched so many of these videos. It's like an anxiety, like a way to give myself anxiety. Oh, I watched them right before bed. Just like, this is so <laughs> soothing and low Reddit. And I are like, what? I feel like Deb would be on my page about this. She'd be like, what? Crazy stories. But these are true. These are not fake. And that's the, I like the true ones. I'm like, this is the weirdest stuff that can happen in our world. Or like whales were, okay, this is my last thing. And then I will move on. But like they found whales with chunks taken out of them because the whales had dove down with their trackers on and then when they found the whale they were dead on the beach with like a giant chunk taken out of them so whatever was down in that trench in that part of the ocean that we haven't mapped took a giant bite out of like a humpback whale no problem (laughs) 
And I'm like, what's down there? The deep ocean freaks my shit out. It freaks me out so bad. We just don't have any. We only know like what 10% of our ocean. Yeah. It's wild. I'm like weirdly fascinated and horrified at the same time. I don't know. Well, that's it. Like I'm, I'm sitting here watching them. Like, oh my gosh, what is happening? But what's also, down just like, there? this is so interesting, <laughs> and I'm so glad that. And he's got like, just like this soothing demeanor, and it feels like you're just getting a story told to you, but it's real. So yeah, it's wild. Fun. Yep, that's what I've been up to. I watched a lot of those videos. Um, it's Mr. Ballen, B-A-L-L-E-N on YouTube, and I think he has some TikTok stuff. That's how I found him. Like I saw a TikTok, and I was like, oh, I gotta go find this guy. I want to watch these videos. <laughs> so I feel like we should say that Dev is not here. <laughs> yeah, Dev is not here. That's what's up with her. She's gone. <laughs> She's hanging out with Steph. She is living her best life, L.A. life. She is. Doing all the L.A. Mm-hmm. stuff. She got a tattoo. Going to Disney and going to bookstores. She got a tattoo. Yeah, everybody go look at her page, see what she's been up to. I know. Going all the cool yeah, bookstores. Yeah, go to Dev's Instagram, uh, read by Dev, and you will see... All of her adventures. That bookstore is so cute. I'm very jealous. I want to be I there. know. It's like a jungle, but a bookstore. It's so cozy. But... It's time to talk about our main topic today, which is rom-coms. And I was shocked when I was, I was like, what books have I read that are rom-coms? And I was looking through my Goodreads and like, none of them are. So <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but. That's like when we did the Shifter episode and I was like, I swear I've read Shifter books and there's like, here's two. <laughs> I know. Uh, but all of the romance books I read have something like about them, like someone turns into a wolf or they're vampire hunters or i don't know so <laughs> this is all on you guys this episode i have i i can contribute the hating game which i loved classic that's a classic the hating game's a good spot to start they turned it into a movie also all i'm obsessed with all of sally thorne's books but like why do we love rom-coms i guess is what i kind of want to start with is like for me rom-com books are like a palate cleanser but then also just like super comforting and I feel like they flash me back to like 90s sitcoms as a child or something where like they're that kind of vibe and all those movies came out and like Friends was on TV and is it all great and like maybe not probably it's super problematic sometimes all those things but like there's that like nostalgia vibe for me from rom-coms totally that it's like I know this is gonna end well I know it's gonna make me laugh it might make me cry but like I'm just gonna have good feelings by the end of it almost every time Mm -hmm. and it's just like a super comforting thing and I don't know back to why do women like romance and it's because we just literally need something nice and happy in our lives. I know. Uh, yeah, a guaranteed happy ending is super ideal. Just like women enjoying life. I like to read that. It's really nice. Powerful. Sometimes they're like the boss a lot of times, you know, or they have a good job or yeah, maybe they're a mess. I like, so when I read, I like in the type of person that like, it's kind of bad, but I just like skim over the like descriptions of the people. So literally the main character a lot of times like is just me. And so I'm just like <laughs> first player in these books, right? So it's like almost like virtual reality. I can just like pop in and just like have a little romance you get to experience those feelings of like oh my god like i'm meeting the person and we're flirting and it's so cute and fun (laughs) without like actually ruining your marriage and destroying your life (laughs) (laughs) so have that feeling right of like falling in love and the excitement and the funniness and like the swoony moments and Mm -hmm. the it all ends happy ever after without having any of the like hard parts of like life and and relationships i mean usually if a really good book is gonna have like realistic conflict but it's not gonna end on like and then he didn't do the dishes <laughs> i'm so mad <laughs> like in the nitty-gritty of it it's more just like and then he was the most perfect partner and they were just so happy the end and it's yeah. just such a nice just like uh escape it's like literally it's doing like a little virtual reality for me at least to just kind of like i'm just gonna pop in here where everything's great <laughs> and you know the conflict's gonna get resolved and it's all gonna be good and stakes are not that high yeah i agree with that i kind of do that too like they're palate cleansers to me and 
like if you've read a heavy fantasy or you've read like anything super emotional, it's so nice to just like still get to read because you love reading, but also have something that you know is going to be good and funny and entertaining. Yeah, it's like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And just kind of like an escape from reading when reading can get hard. Yeah, because yeah. you know, like in a rom com, like it's very unlikely anybody's gonna die or have a near death right. experience, yeah. or like <laughs> there's like gonna be a battle or like half yeah. the crew is injured. Like nobody's getting hurt like that. It's more just like you didn't tell me about your secret past, <laughs> but I love you. Fine. Like I don't know. And then he gets a tattoo for her. Yeah, yeah. he's out there with a the boombox at, at the window. <laughs> So I think that's it. Like, it's just, it's, I was talking to someone recently about, um, actually my sister's fiance, I was just out in LA visiting them and, um, it's about like the books we read and and stuff. And I think like he kind of gets like why people be be like, why do you just only read romance or mostly read? I mean, we're talking about rom-coms here and you, we palate cleanse, but most stuff that we read has like some romance in it. And we tend, us three, we tend to stick to pretty specific genres that we read. And it's like, yeah, it's. I need romance. He's like, it's so formulaic. Like, I, I get why people be like, why do you just read it? It's like the same thing. But at the same time, it's like anyone who reads in any genre, like, you're getting you're getting formulaic stuff. Like, right. some of the real standout things will be the things that, like, wow, this has got a real creative difference. But in a general sense, like, if you like thrillers, you're getting the same thing. Like, if you like rom-coms, you're getting yeah. the same thing. If you like horror like things are going to be a little bit different but it's it's fun just seeing the different executions of yes a formula we pick it up because we know we like that formula and i don't think that's a bad thing like it's our lives and we get to consume the content that we want and this is what we want it's all about like what you vibe with and what you want to experience yourself and yeah if you like your rom-coms to also have them turn into wolves like that's your jam (laughs) but it's still the formula and we like it we like it and I i will say like exactly just because it's gonna be the same formula like i've definitely read some of the stuff that's like trash and you're like that was not good for me and it was like sure the formula was all there but they just didn't hit the mark right so it's like going through it to find the stuff that actually is good like takes time yeah like and i can tell a significant difference with some of these authors like there are authors that i've read one of their rom-coms um and i'm not gonna mention them because i don't want to trash anybody but like i read it and i was like wow that was lackluster and i'm just not gonna get anything from that author again because i know that that was a like and i hate to judge on one book and one experience but like that was lackluster and there's just so many out there okay well like so emily henry i'm obsessed with her books because they're just so fun and good and yeah it's a formula but i love it it's a good formula same with a lot of my authors i put her on a higher tier one because She's, I mean, it's just amazing. I, I will, she's right. all the buy for me. But her, there's more dimension. There is more dimension to her. So it's like, yes, there is a formula, but it's, it's just the stakes are a little bit higher, different. Right. I feel like there is just more depth to these characters. And I'm not saying yes. like ones that don't have that aren't good. It's just like, yeah, some of them I would say are fluffier versus right. there's some that you read and you're like, wow, even people who maybe don't always like, they're not always in this genre could probably really still appreciate this book because of how um, just more well-rounded I feel like it is. So like, again, like I think there's a spectrum. You're going to get something you pick up and you're just like, what the hell was that? Like that was yeah. mostly just erotica and like some weird, <laughs> weird stuff. And yeah. then you got like the like kind of right in the middle of the doll curve of like that was a perfect nice fluffy cheesy romance and then i think you're just gonna have sort of on the upper end you're gonna have other things that are more depth and dimension and um different stuff which i where i would put emily henry stuff yeah i would put um helen huang uh who wrote is i don't know if i pronounced that right i'm so sorry if i didn't um i should have looked it up the pronunciation um that wrote uh, kiss quotient and bride test and the heart principle yeah i've been wanting to read those those i would put near the same category like in the same category of depth as emily henry her characters have a lot of dimension i think the kiss quotient i like it's beloved for a reason it's really good but it also um is not as in-depth as like once you get to the heart principle like that one is so deep that it's like i'm not even sure it's a rom-com anymore like it's just there's so much they're dealing with and it's so much character but there's just a really sweet love there and you're just very attached to the characters 
especially because the guy you met in the first book. And so like you've seen him throughout and he's dealt with some stuff. And so like it's but those characters, I would say if you're looking for somebody with more depth as far as a rom-com goes, I would go with her books, because if you haven't already read Kiss Quotient, probably everybody has. But well, and that, those are great. I've only I have I have the second two, but I just haven't picked them up yet. But the, the Bright Test, I think, was my favorite. Well, and Kiss Quotient, I think, like I said, I'm not going to make too much assumptions about the second two. But like there's great representation in that one. She has autism. Oh. Oh, yeah, I know there's great representation in all Asian of them. MC, and I mean, that's just awesome. Like, having not the typical just white, two white people falling in love, and they're just regular Joe right. and Jane, mm-hmm. uh, cis white no, people. No, that's the case with all of her books. There's no, like, just straight white people in her books, Yay. which, or at least as the main characters. Plus, I had never before, I want to say that's one of the few books I've read with, like, an autistic character. Um, Mm-hmm. And just like in that way, as like an adult woman, uh, and the author, she ex- like explain explains later, I think like in her like after the end of the book, like that she was diagnosed late in life with autism, and yeah, um, kind of based some of the things in the book around her experience. I just think that's so like cool. <laughs> like, yeah. And the second book is about the autistic brother that's that the girl gets along with. So yeah. it's about him. Yeah, and his person is a single mom who's had to leave her child overseas and so it's a whole thing but it's real and it's like stuff that people really are dealing with so it's crazy yeah. see and that, i think you're right like so on that spectrum of like we just have the light fluffy like boy next door or whatever yeah. and they like to touch their bodies together versus yeah. <laughs> kind of on the other side of things <laughs> with like an, yeah with, um emily henry and um ellen Hoang. i really wish i knew how to pronounce that better but I know, I should have um, looked that up. Yeah, those are awesome. Where would we put... So, okay, Loretta, you have a lot of, a lot of rom-coms. You said um, The Hated Game. Yeah. I feel like, where would we put Sally Thorne on that, on our bell curve now? So, I would put her towards a fluffier. Yeah, I, there wasn't, like, a whole lot of depth of emotion or anything in that. Yeah, but was... I feel like there, she's probably more, like, smack in the middle for me. Yeah. Yeah, because her other two books, at least 99% mine... That had a lot of uh, personal growth and stuff going on. I can see her face. You didn't like that it. I loved so it. Weird to me. She was awful, and I loved how awful she was. <laughs> I think the thing that bothered bothered me the most was the brother, and then like their relationship was so mm. weird, and then like how it wrapped up at the end. That was. Weird. I just kept being like, "There's going to be like a, a twist that he's like a murderer." So I don't know. Like his just his character just gave me the heebie-jeebies, and then it was just like, <laughs> "Oh, he's just." He's just a guy. I don't know. I thought something was weird there. But also, yeah. we're reading rom-coms, so he wouldn't just like suddenly be like, yeah, I'm a murderer at the end, or we're reading a different genre. <laughs> um, but in general, like her, I I still read it in like eight hours in one sitting. And then... If we're talking about like a scale of like emotional rom com depth, the one other series I wanted to mention was The Winston Brothers, which is like way fluffy. <laughs> It's like the complete yes. opposite end. It's like completely lighthearted and Which brothers? I guess what you said. It's the Winston Brothers series by Penny Reed. Oh yeah, and I have those on my TBR. Yeah. It they're so cute. Okay, see, you've read some rom coms. They don't turn into wolves. Yes. They're not vampire hunters. Oh, that's really all I got. I got the Winston Brothers and I got the hating game. <laughs> they're cute. So tell us about that one. That's fluffy. Uh it's super cute. Jess recommended it to me and it's a spin off of another series Penny Reed wrote called Knitting in the City. Yeah. Yep. And then there's a book in the middle of that series called Beauty and the Mustache, and that's the start of the Winston brothers. And it's these, is, is it five, how many brothers are there? Six. Those are the ones that's like all about beards and stuff, right? There's like a beard. Yeah, yeah I think there's six I'm pulling it out. kids. The twins, the, Ranger, the older one, the older one, the, vet, the other Janarian older one, five. and then there's a sister. So book one yeah. is about the sister. Oh, and it's called Truth or Beard. That's the first one. Or, okay, so technically the first one is called Beauty and the Mustache. because oh, yeah, it's part of the knitting in the city, and then yeah. it jumps into the That's actual. really the first book, and I feel like you should all read that first because it helps set everything up. it says that there's like seven of these. Seven or eight. One brother has two books. Does he? Does he? I don't know. I'm confused. Uh, oh, yeah, he does. Knitting in the City starts, and Knitting in the City is like this group of friends who have a knitting club in Chicago. 
and it goes around each one of them meets their dude, right? So when it gets to Ashley, she has to go back home in her book. And then you see her brothers. Mm -hmm. And that's when everybody got obsessed with the Winston brothers and her big chaotic family. Because they're amazing. (laughs) So her book is technically in the knitting in the city. But it's like coded the same way the Winstons are because you really do need it. It's got a lot of background. Yeah, on Goodreads it's listed as knitting in the city number four, but then the Winston brothers number zero. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I have to read these titles for our listeners because they are beautiful. They're amazing, yeah. So like we said about the Knitting in the City one, the first one that goes into the Winston Brothers is Beauty and the Mustache. Then it's Truth or Beard, Grin and Bearded, Beard Science. That's my favorite one. (laughs) Beard in Waiting, Beard in Mind, Beard in Hiding, Dr. Strange Beard, Beard with Me, Beard Necessities. And then there's a Beardy Bonus with bonus deleted scenes (sighs) i whipped through the first uh four or five of those books and they were amazing and then i took a break and i never finished the series i stopped at the brother who's a vet Mm -hmm. veterinarian sounds like you (laughs) i know you're all i took a break and then never returned but i really want to I'm also kind of scared because Jess said the last two are really emotional and I'm like scared of them. Well, the very last one's okay, but the one before that, she even put a disclaimer out. So yeah, Billy has two books because he's like the long running uh, where everybody's like, obviously you two belong together throughout they all build the it books. Up the entire but, like series. they're really arguing with each other all yeah. the time mm-hmm. and like get engaged to different people and all sorts of stuff as the books progress. And you're like, no, this is stupid. When is their book? So they did a, she did a prequel book for their story that was like from the past. And so it's not very long, but it's what happened that you were never told about why they're so mad at each other in the present. So it's the backstory. But she even said, this has a lot of triggers. This has a lot of chaos. Cause like the girl's dad is like some crazy biker gang leader. It's a mess. Wow. Yeah. There's biker gangs involved. It's wild. All right. I'm picking these up. You need to. But because of that. So this backstory, it's not a rom-com. That one is very emotional and dark. And Penny Reed said, if you can't handle these trigger warnings, literally you don't have to read this to get the last book. You can just skip to the last book and read theirs. You don't have to read this. It's rough. So, but she did give it to uh, I read it, of course, because I like emotional trauma. <laughs> so, yeah. I really want to. It was interesting, but it is set in the past and it's, it, I want to say it's cute, but it's not cute. It's And <laughs> I'm very excited because... Uh, I haven't, I don't really know a lot about them, but my favorite book is Bearder Science, the the brother. He's like super nerd and he gets together with this cute, like, baker. I don't know. She's adorable. Like They're adorable together. devious. Yeah. He's not a nerd. He is maniacal, psychotic, lovely man. <laughs> like nerdy, maniacal. He acts like a simpleton, but he He's is uh, running the show behind and like, but there's a spin-off series or like duology or something and it's him and the girl he gets with and they're like solving murders or something and I really want to read it. Yeah. Okay, I haven't read that. That sounds great. <laughs> Bookbub was like, Penny Reed is one of your followed authors and she just released this and I read the the summary and I was like, What? <laughs> is his name Cletus? Cletus. I think his name is Cletus. It's Cletus and What's-Her-Face, and they, like, solve a murder or something. And I was One of like, their what? names is Jethro. Oh, no, it's, it's like, Dwayne and Bo and Jethro oh. and, but, like, and William, but their mom was a reader, so all of their middle names are, like, books. So, yeah. like, Beauregard Fitzgerald and then, like, <laughs> Cletus. Did you guys ever watch all that? Yes. Okay, so you know that... Kel's one character, or it's like Keenan Kel's like one skit, and he's always like, Cletus! Right? <laughs> yes. That's all I think of when I hear that name. <laughs> it's ter- It's ridiculous. I, uh, yeah, but those are fluffy as hell. Yeah, they're so great. Definitely on the uh, fluffy end of the scale that we were talking about. For sure. That's so fun, though. I-, I feel like all of it's great. I just feel like sometimes the fluffier ones, you can, they're more forgettable, you know, like more of yeah. that palate cleanser. Just like, I just need to eat this delicious meal, then I forget about it versus like, some other ones that you're like, I would go back and reread that kind of a book. Yeah. And I feel the way about those. I've read, I've reread them and reread Knitting in the City a lot of times, like, because they're just comforting to me. And all of those characters make, all of the Knitting in the City characters make cameos in the 
beard books throughout. Yeah. Like, so it's fun. They come for visits and stuff. It's cute. Yeah, they come for visits. And so you get to see the characters again. Deb would freak out. She'd be like, give it to me now. Because <laughs> um, it's it ends up being like almost 20 books or something that you've got all of those. Yeah. But yeah, it's fun. And there's a lot of sass. They're entertaining. There's car racing and oh yeah, biker gang drama and all sorts of stuff. Uh, I was going to say, I just had to, for my kids... Well, I didn't have to, but he were there doing like a fundraiser for my kids, like preschool. And we all had to like, well, we didn't all have to, but some of us were asked to contribute something for a silent auction. And it was like, there was like a sign up of like ideas. And one was like a summer reading book, like basket. And I was like, I'm absolutely going to do that. But then it was so hard for yeah. me because I was like, I don't know. Like there's a bazillion books out there. Like, and then I'm like, I don't know who's going to be there like wanting to buy this basket. Like I was so back and forth. Like, do I want to just make this like, like one genre of books or like a million different types of genre? Like, and then I was like, I wanted like, yeah. if I was going to do from different genres, I wanted almost like one from every one, but then I didn't want it to all just be like white authors. And then I was getting like, so in my head about it. And then I was like, I think I just need to stick to what I know. And this is going to be a summer romance reading basket so then I can just like actually feel like I've read most of these and like get a good selection of different authors who are not all white and feel like confident that like I love all these books hopefully somebody else will um so I'm really hoping somebody's excited to buy this basket what did you end up putting in it so I put in um I put in the hating game I put in kiss quotient I put in beach read by Emily Henry um, then I put in You Had Me at Ola by Alexis Daria. And then I put in the first Brown sister book. Get a life, Chloe Brown. I wanted to read that. I have and it. And then I put in Red, Red, White, and Royal Blue. Why was that hard for me to say? Red, White, and Royal Blue. I want to read that too. I heard it's so good. Oh, what's the author? Casey? Casey McQuiston? Yes, McQuiston? yes. And then I haven't read that one and I haven't read the... Um, brown sister book yet but i figured that was like a nice mix of kind of like yeah different i like it. ethnicities and not all straight romances and not super not it's not all super fluffy but some of it i don't know i, just, yeah. I feel like that was like a good mix no i like that mixture that's a really good yeah mixture. so i'm like really hoping someone appreciates it and buys it. all of those books that i have read i am a fan of i have not read red white and royal blue yeah, so I was, like, looking at reviews. I mean, people, most people, like, love it. But then I was looking at, I always, like, yeah. go to the one stars just to see, like, what do people not like about it. I do that, too. <laughs> and some people said it was, like, a little, like, the politics piece was a little, heavy, like, too much. They felt like it's a pretty thick book. Mm-hmm. They're like, it did not need to be this yeah, long. It's pretty like, long. Compared to all the other books in the basket, like, this one is longer. Oh, wow. Uh, but I think because the author was writing it, she had, you know, been planning it and then i think it was like coinciding around like one of the like elections um like yeah. trump and stuff and then she was just like i just couldn't not like infuse feelings about i had that. to rant in here yeah so i think there's a little bit of that okay in there but that doesn't totally sway me from being interested in it so like if everyone loves it and thinks yeah. it's like an adorable romance then i'm here for it now that summer's coming i want to i'm in, i'm starting to get in the mood to read all those kinds of books so i'm ready so we were talking about christina lauren's new book coming out and how it's different so let's have a quick chat about christina lauren also fun fact if you didn't know that it's two people christina and lauren who are friends Shut up, really? and write books together yeah yep. i did not know that Yes. They are a duo of friends. It makes me want to do that. Like, that sounds so much fun. I know. Let's write a Let's book. Write a book, guys. Um, I was going to ask you guys about Christina Lauren because I feel like I see her all over the place. And then, like, sometimes people are, like, all over her books. Like, I'm obsessed. They're amazing. And then, I don't know, sometimes I feel like people aren't. So I was going to, like, do you have recommendations for me from her that I should read? Or um, 100% Josh and Hazel's Guide to not what is it guide to not dating yes okay 100 that's the best I think one that's the only one of hers i've read theirs i've read so far um i think i maybe have one other downloaded that i haven't started yet but uh, for me i'm just like a spice whore like i want it to be sexy <laughs> i want open door romance yeah. and with their books it's is it hit or always. miss yeah yeah is my understanding and I, i'm sure because they are talented writers that they're all great regardless and they probably write it in a the, the way i've i stalked their instagram to get like a sense of some of this and they were doing like a q a where it like came up um i think what their their thing is it's like they try to just be like organic to the story where like if they feel like it needs it then it's open door but if they're like it's just 
doesn't then we don't and they kind of just like Mm -hmm. base it off of what's going on but they have such a wide audience that some of their like most loved books are the ones that are closed door so i think they feel hesitant probably also to like then just have them all be open door if that's not what everyone is looking for Hmm. see i find it interesting because their books started off with the beautiful bastard which is all open door which is not rom-com and it is very open door sex in a stairwell situation oh. literally sex in a stairwell Love it. why does that um, make you want to read in it a more? closet <laughs> in a try-on closet at a store wow. i think these are both in the first book like and it's very open door um and there's they're very smutty and there's a second series after that i've read all of those and they are bully romance the first series a little bit um the beautiful bastard's definitely a bully he's her boss it's you know um but the second set that comes after that is really fun and i just really enjoyed all of those books i like all of them there's one where there's like a super nerd boy and he works in the comic book store and she is literally a comic book like or a graphic novelist and that's her job it's so fun but and he's i think he is scottish so there's that too but or australian maybe he's australian i don't know so they have really smutty books that they started out with And I was like reading their books as they went through. And it's only in the last few years that their books have even had closed doors. Okay. So I find it interesting because when I think it was the Unhoneymooners came out and it was closed door, I was shocked because I have never read one of their books that was closed door. Yeah. And that one's hugely popular. Yeah. I see that all over. I haven't read it because it's closed door (laughs) and I need some spice in my life. But I was confused because all of their books I had read up until that point were all open door. And I was like, wait, I don't get it. What's happening or what's not happening. Yeah. What's not happening. (laughs) Josh Hazel is so underrated. I will stand by that forever. It is one of the best rom-coms I've ever read. There are moments in that book that like literally give me chills like and actual butterflies in my stomach like it's so good she's very hazel the character is very like manic pixie dream girl she is (laughs) and like that can be annoying she like casually has a goat in her apartment i love that she adopts all animals she's got like a jungle oh my god i love it already i'm crazy like very like quirky to like the highest level but uh it works like because the guy is more level and just like their interactions are really cute and fun and yeah i'm obs- i'm obsessed with that book i recently sent a care package to a friend and i just like put a bunch of rom-coms in it and that was one that i was like here you go i contemplated that one for the mm-hmm. fundraiser one that i'm doing but i had i had too many already i've there, gotten so. a couple a couple of their books on sale from BookBub, and i think i have like the soulmate equation or something yeah i and... grabbed that one that's their newest one but i think that one is closed door as well but I, it's just i don't know they're like People love their books. I'm like, I should just read them yeah. even though they are closed doors. So I have, I have another there. one and I can't remember what it is. I feel like I need to read The Unhoneymooners just because it's so popular. There's another one that I've like, I haven't been able to confirm if it's closed or open door, but it's um something about like second night stand or something like something night stand. I don't know. Which I'm like, if you're talking about like a, some version of a one night stand, you'd think that there would be smut in it. Yeah. Now, now I have to look it up. <laughs> I love that we're over here like, there's no smut. I'm not interested. That's so bad. (laughs) Where's the sex? I've got to make it smutty. If someone I trust, their recommendation is like, read it, it doesn't matter, then like, it doesn't matter. But if I don't know that it doesn't matter, then I can't. Yeah. I can't always jump in. I'm with you. My favorite half night stand. I have that one. My favorite half night stand. That's what it is. But I'm like, that is implying something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I haven't picked that one up yet. If it's a half night stand, did you leave before morning? Is that how that works? I don't know. Were they just, it's half night because they shut the door in our face. They wouldn't <laughs> let us see what happened. <laughs> Closed door, you better get out of here. Like on The Bachelor when they shut the door oh, to yeah. kick you out at the end and the cameraman's getting kicked out. Or like on every drama show. It just says they secretly spend the sexiest half night of their lives together. But then they decide that it would be better to stay platonic. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't appreciate it, though. All right. For science, one of us has to read this. I own it, so I'll read it at some point. Oh, there yeah. You go. There you go. For science. For science. <laughs> um, yeah. But so Josh and Hazel, I mean, that one is just, it's it's so yeah. good. And then you have on here the, the Simple Wild. I own that in a physical, and I started it, and I think I was just, like, not in the right mindset. But, like, the prologue, yeah. like, fucked me up. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So that's a that's on par with Emily Henry, if not a little bit deeper. Yeah. Like it's those are I almost didn't put it on because I was like, is this a rom-com? It may not be a rom-com. There's a lot of really funny moments, but it's definitely towing the line like of a dramatic romance or something. Well, but I don't want to call it dramatic. Yeah. But I, there are definitely moments that are dramatic, but it's more about her. Like, she's a city girl, and she has to go see her dad, who she hasn't spoken to in years in very rural Alaska. And so she has all these, like, ridiculous run-ins with this, like, bush pilot um, who's kind of an asshole, but then, like, a really hot bearded asshole. And, like, they start playing pranks on each other. Like, I think she shaves his beard or cuts part of it while he's asleep or something. <laughs> yeah, they start, they do some stupid pranks and stuff. So, like, that's why I think it's, like, rom com But is. there's also a really sad part, too, why she's the there. The prologue is literally her mom with her as, like, a yeah. little kid, like a baby, I think, and just being, like, peacing out on her dad. Like, I cannot live in Alaska. Right. I'm so depressed here. We're not in love anymore. It's not worth it. And then she takes his daughter. Like, they, she leaves. And then that's the whole thing with the daughter. Oh, really? Like, I don't have a great relationship with my dad because we didn't live in Alaska. And then her whole thing is like, my mom could never live here. I can never live here. And then like, obviously she She falls in love with a guy and ends up in the same situation. Yeah. The cycle of like your mom left because she couldn't be in Alaska with your dad. And that's like awful. And now you're just going to like set yourself up for the same sad story. Yeah. I I had to put it down. I was like, I'll come back to this later. (laughs) There's three of them. And I have not read the second two, which is a shame because I really love that first book. And I have like had like a lot of people read it. But I haven't read the other two, so that's... And I own them, but I I don't know what's wrong with me. But there's... So you get through the first book, and it was really good as a standalone. I haven't read the other two, so I don't know. But my guess is it's about how they try to move forward with their lives. And so I don't know if it's really rom-com or not. It's kind of serious, but... Yeah. There's a prank war that is highly entertaining, so... It seems rom-com-y. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, right? So I think it, it toes the line of like where an Emily Henry would, where it's dealing with heavier subjects and a lot of personal growth and questioning. Um, but yeah, I feel like the premise of power, though, I've only read the first one, but that one's like right in the middle. I'd put with like kind of yeah. like hating game. And I wouldn't say it's like the most, there's some stuff that like super fluffy or just super smutty that I would put up like on the other mm-hmm. end of the spectrum of like, you're just getting in there for the fluff or the smut. I feel like that one was like more just like a solid right in the middle fun yeah. one. No, it's like your ideal rom-com. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think... But it's always fun because of the telenovela drama, and you're like, what? <laughs> that was really fun. So yeah, so the first one is called You Had Me at Ola, and it's super fun because they are telenovela stars. So during the book... I love that. You're getting seen... Like, they write the scene out as if you're, like, watching or, like, it's reading... It's like Jane the Virgin. The telenovela, mm-hmm. yeah. So you're getting the story of the characters, but then you're also getting the story of the telenovela that they're doing, and then obviously there's parallels in the story... And it's super fun. And especially because, like, obviously there's, like, all the sexual tension that's happening for them, but then also for their telenovela characters. So then they're, like, having all these off-screen moments, but then on-screen they're, like, up on each other's faces and, like, practicing, <laughs> like, these kiss scenes. <laughs> it's great. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. I thought that was really well done. I, I liked that element a lot. Like, you're kind of getting, like, two stories yeah. in one. Yeah, I really liked that. I just actually read a description for a book. Maybe it was, like, on my book email about something that was like similar where it's like a romance writer so you're getting like the romance that she's writing but then you're also getting her story and now i feel like i have to look up what it is the talk bookish to me by kate bromley have you guys seen this or heard of this oh yeah that sounds Mm -hmm. familiar yeah i don't know open door closed door or much about it but one of the reviews someone was like saying that was a really cool piece of it um, she's a romance novelist with writer's block and an impending deadline. Then her first love shows up unexpectedly and gives her the inspiration mm-hmm. she needs to finish the book. A uh, fun and sexy romp says, uh, somebody else. Um, somebody, somebody says that <laughs> Jennifer Probst. I don't know who those that are is. tropes. I love, I like all those things. So I was like, I might have to look into that book, but, and then the one review made it sound cool. Cause I was like, Oh, that kind of sounds like what I liked about from you had me at Ola. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good, like middle ground situation. You're right. Yeah. So one last little, I will say this is kind of fluffy. Um, my One of my favorites that I've got up like talk about because I just love it so much is the Liars Inc. series by Rachel Van Dyken. And it's only two books. And it's so cute. Yeah. And they're so funny. There's like chickens running. I, I don't know. 
the opening of the first one starts with like her climbing through a sewer grate because it's about <laughs> these two friends who have been like wronged by men or had bad experiences and they start a detective agency and they're like private detectives for women who are getting cheated on oh my god and, or men that. who are getting cheated on and so they go and investigate and like sometimes they flirt with the guy to see how he reacts or whatever and they get it on film and you know like they can show their client whatever it is and so one of their clients ends up being like in the first book the wife of a like football star or something and he is the ex or the one that got away from one of the girls who's the private detective and so she's like I don't know if I can do this and then he's got this crazy tattooed man bun bartender friend and yeah they're hilarious they're so much fun both of them they're really good books and the chickens is like one of their like moms once they get together like this is like our tradition yeah like gives them like a crazy giant bed and like chickens or something like in their bedroom yeah the second girl it's something about getting married and their culture and is it her grandma or her mom i don't know and i do not know how accurate any of that is it could be absolutely ridiculous it could be problematic i don't know but there's something funny about chickens running loose in the house (laughs) um and because the grandma is just like this super eccentric crazy old lady but like with tons of energy and she's so much she's trying to like bless their union by like here's chickens or something (laughs) yeah it's this whole deal yeah that was a that was a fun one i read that a while ago i kind of forgot about it but it's good they're very fluffy and cute but they're okay i feel like we have to mention Smutmas. Smutmas. Yes. Smutmas. Smutmas. I'm so excited for this year's Smutmas. Last year, I fell off the bandwagon a little bit, but... I did good last yeah. year. I read that Talia Hilbert book that's Christmas-themed, Mary Inkmas. Yes. It yeah. was so cute, and that's kind of rom-com-y, but it's... I mean, it's a Christmas yeah, book. Yeah, that was a it's rom-com, a Christmas for sure. Rom-com. So, for so anyone good. who doesn't know, Smutmas is our version of Smutty Christmas. So we yeah, read the Smutty month of December. Christmas books. Our goal is to find like the perfect rom-com in Christmas themed, but that has actual smut. We don't want closed door Hallmark. Yes. We want absolutely open door not. Hallmark. No, it is whatever is absolutely ridiculous. We'll do it. Smutty Christmas theme. I feel like we'll have an episode about this later. Oh, we have to. And we started around what? Thanksgiving? So this, we've done it for two years yes. now. So this will yeah. be year three of Smutness. And uh, everybody has to join. We've got months to plan. I've got a running Goodreads bookshelf. I collect Christmas books now. I'm like, oh, this yeah. sounds good. I collect Christmas books all year long. So if I see <laughs> any, I immediately add them to the Smut Miss Oh, shelf. yeah. And they're like all crazy titles, like eating her Christmas cookies or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stuffing, stuffing her stuffers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're really going for the most eccentric and also the sweetest yeah, yeah. but mary ikmas was great because it, again there's that bell curve of like what's happening and that was tattoos so good christmas so good exactly what hot you guys want. hot girls yes everything i think they got so like abandoned anybody abandoned by the snow like yeah. where you're stuck i read one about uh this is weird but she's a sex toy salesperson where you know those parties that <laughs> yeah, you do yeah, yeah. I think I wanted to read that one. Um, like everybody's had to go to these. Um, so she runs those toy parties and she gets stuck at an inn um, because she gets snowed in. Just like with all these I love that. <laughs> yeah, with all of these sex toys and she's got this hot guy and she's like, well, I guess we got to try some of these out. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right, we are stoked for Smutmas. Yeah, I read one that was really cute, and it was a guy and a girl, and they live across the street from each other, and they have like a Christmas decoration off, and they oh, like try to outdo right. each other, and then like they both work from home, so they're at home all the time trying to outdo each other with Christmas decorations. It was really cute. I'm for that. I'm so happy about yeah. that. Now I'm looking so I'm looking forward to Smutmas. I know. <laughs> I know it's going to be fun. Uh, and one of us will have to read that Christina Lauren book because I think that there's not really smut, but there might be maybe not full closed door. We have mm-hmm. to do it for science. People like that one in the holidays. I think I bought I it, it. So too, I so. guess I got to yeah. do that one. We might have to smut- start Smutmas early so that we can have good I think rest we do. for people at the right time. Yeah, we might have to start it like Smutmas in, smut in July. <laughs> I mean, we could always do that too. I'm not upset about that. I'm not that. either. Oh my goodness. All right, I think we're ready to do our game. Yeah. Um, It's going to be a little bit of a guess the quote. We're going to do quotes from movie rom-com. I can't believe we didn't even really talk about movie rom-coms, but I guess I've seen way more movie rom-coms, so I'm excited. I mean, book rom-coms? 
rom-coms are literally like you get the movie but just like more like all the more yeah. that you yeah. want and then the smut that you want <laughs> absolutely if you like movie rom-coms you will like book rom-coms you will love all of actually them. and i like book rom-coms just part of it a smidge better because i feel like you get more banter than you get in movies yeah so you just you just get more like that's like my yeah there's just part. more and, and you can do more in a rom-com book of like them texting back and forth throughout the day than feels good to watch in a movie you know what i mean it's like yeah, sometimes those agree. are fun when they're like sending each other like funny flirty bantery texts agreed yeah, so those are really fun. All right, so I have pulled up here from BuzzFeed. 36 cutest and heartwarming rom-com quotes rank. I don't ever trust these rankings, so that means nothing to me. But I'm going to have <laughs> you guys throw me out a number between 1 and 36, and we're going to pull this up, and you're going to tell me what movie you think this is from. And if it's, like, super obvious, I'm 16. just going to pick a different number. 16. All right, let's go see what 16 says. Okay. It seems to me that love is everywhere. Often, it's not particularly dignified or newsworthy, but it's always there if you look for it I've got a sneaky feeling you'll find that love actually is all around love actually <laughs> yeah I shouldn't have said that last line but I already knew it was love actually when you first oh, started okay well yes <laughs> I started I, I've read that one or watched that one way too I many times I've watched that one a lot and like it, there's I hate so, it yes and there's something it. like comforting about watching it. It, it the yeah. setting is great, but like also, but it's not good. No. Like it's bad people. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I watch I it every year, so and many I of don't those know stories. why. Like yeah, the, the Alan Rickman one with Emma Thompson. Oh, the worst. That just never one. gets resolved. I hate it. It's like open ended. Like, what happened? She's like, yeah. you made a fool of me. I'm like, you did. Like, oh, how could and then, you? How could you be mean to her? I hate the Kira Knightley one when like the friend. Lo- loves I her know. and then he comes and it's like oh yeah his friend's back like i'm just gonna keep loving you and she's like that's great right. like, what okay bye the cue cards okay guys the cue cards are iconic yeah. i get it but it's awful i love the cue cards i hate what happens after it's not even objective like this is if you're gonna do cue cards do definitely it to awful. someone who's not married to your best friend yeah <laughs> i just i cannot i just cannot take those cue cards to a stranger. I still love that movie. You're the fucking love of my life. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's his name? Hugh Grant? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's probably the best one. They call her fat and she's not fat in any way. No, I know. They're, like, talking the whole time about how he's fat like, she is. Chubby. No, he wouldn't. Yeah, at least he comes to bat for her. He's like, I don't even know who you're talking. Why would you call her yeah, that? Yeah, huge thighs. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, she's my favorite. She's got like a sailor mouth and she's gorgeous. Spirit animal, yeah. Um, she's awesome. <laughs> All right, pick another number. We're- 27. Okay. I really <laughs> hope this is 27 dresses, but probably not. I love that. <laughs> that would be All funny. Right. Okay, this one's like too obvious. I don't. 26. Okay, 26. All right. You make me happy. Even when you're awful, I would rather be with you. Even the you that you seem to think is diminished than anyone else in the world. I have no idea what that is. Me neither. Okay, it's from me before you. I have not seen that. Oh. Absolutely no interest. I watched that once. It made me cry and I never watched it Yeah, that's a cry porn book, right? Yeah. Absolutely, I, yeah, I don't porn. appreciate it. I don't want that in my life at all. That's the one where he's like paralyzed. There's a sequel too. There's like multiple books, and I'm like, well, no. and the sequel gives it away after you. Well, so we know he's not there anymore. Like, <laughs> we know that's what sad. I don't have any interest in that at all. So no, but I'll, I'll tell you what 27 was. That it was like way too like that. Just gives it away. Um, there's no one like you, Cubby. Oh yeah, to all the boys I love before. Oh. Because it's her name. I watched that one time and I still won't remember it. Deb would kill me right now. (laughs) Okay, wait, this one's a good one. This one I'm just picking for myself. I picked 28 because it was right there. Why me? Because you saw me when I was invisible. (gasps) Oh, what is that from? Tell me. (laughs) Jess is thinking. Let let her think for a second. I don't know. We talked about this in a recent podcast episode. I can, like, hear it. Yeah, I... The Princess Diaries. Got nothing. Yes! Oh, my God. (laughs) You loved that little romance in the first one with her, like, high school friend. Oh, my God, I was so disappointed in the second one that he wasn't there, but then also Chris Pine. But then I did like her love interest a lot in the second one so i was like oh yeah like her and chris pine are the best that's what where i discovered chris Chris pine Pine yeah yeah. oh he i have a lot of feelings about those eyeballs all right (laughs) let's do let's do another one pick pick another number one through 36 10 10 pretty far guys but it's fine (laughs) sorry 
Uh, this is way too long. I'm not going to. Nine. <laughs> um, okay, I'll see if you guys know this because I don't know this one. Love isn't patient and kind and humble. Love is messy and horrible and selfish and bold. It's not about finding your perfect path. It's the trying and the reaching and failing. I know this. I don't know this. It's not the notebook, but it feels like the notebook. Yeah, there is a notebook quote on here, but like everyone would know that. It's like way too obvious. Yeah. Uh, this is from The Half of It. Do you guys know that? No. No, I have to look this up. Maybe I don't know it. Yeah, I think the notebook quote that's in here is just like, I want you every day. All, like, it's <laughs> going to be time. worth that, yeah. that one. Like, ah! Like, I appreciate what that movie did, but I also, like, really, really hate Nicholas Sparks. Oh, now. I don't yeah. like him, but that movie. Yeah, the movie's I would good, never read he's the worst. That he wrote. I've read them, and they're all awful. No, I watched <laughs> another one of his, one of the, his movies. Well, it's not, I mean, Someone dies book. in every one of his movies, and it's yeah. ridiculous. Yes, yes. I read one and I, I didn't read it. I, I refused to read his books, but I watched one and it was like, they finally, like they were like the one that got away and then they finally get together and then like he gets killed, but then her son gets in like a crazy car accident and then like he like ends up getting his like heart transplant. So then like her mm-hmm. son's I know alive what you're talking about. with her lover's heart transplant after they just finally got together. And like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Who wants to read that? I am sorry. Who wants to read that? Who wants to watch that? That is not a happily ever after. At all. I have read... So, one of them, like, the ex-husband is, like, super abusive cop, and she can't get away from him or whatever, and then he, like, drowns in the river at the end because he's in, like, a brawl with the main guy. Yes. And, like, you think they both died. A bend in the road? Is that that one? Yeah, and so you think that... uh they both die and then they then magically like the guy comes up yeah. or whatever and it's the ex-husband and like, I make the it a game every time I watch a Nicholas Sparks movie I try to guess in the beginning who's going to die and I'm pretty Wait, so good the at bad it. guy lives but the good guy dies no, the no bad guy it's dies. the other way but I really thought but they, they make, make it, it seem like, like it. they both died or that the the main guy died and the, the other one lived and then at the very end you're like oh okay no it was just the bad guy okay can i tell you message in a bottle i think that i mean that's like 1990s movie but no but i have watched it and that was a good movie i don't really remember it he dies in that one right the guy dies dies in that one sailing if i'm remembering correctly he dies sailing across lake michigan which made me fucking laugh right my ass (laughs) like what is it lake michigan (laughs) I think he tries to sail across Lake Michigan or something, and I vividly huh. remember that because I was in Chicago at the time by Lake Michigan, and I was like, what? <laughs> there's no waves, bro. What's happening? That's so random. And then there's another one where a guy dies in a landslide, and I'm trying to remember what movie it is. Okay. Nicholas Sparks, someone dies every time in some horrific way, usually. Um. All right, I have two last quotes for us. One is just going to be an obvious one that I have to say because it's so good. And then the last one may or may not be obvious. Um, So the obvious one, you have bewitched me, body and soul, and I love, I love, I love you. I never wish to be parted from you from this day on. Mr. Darcy. That's the best Pride and Prejudice movie. You can fight me on it. I've seen that so many times that I start it in the middle now. That I, like, I don't even need the beginning. I just watch the ending of it. I The first time <laughs> I watched that was, like, in high school because it came out in, what, 2005. We had it. And I was just, like, so in love and, like, shocked by, like, how beautiful mm-hmm. it was that I watched it, yes. like... I think I had, like, a long weekend, and I just watched yeah. it, se- like, seven times. I just, as soon as it was over, I was like, and another one, and, and another again. one. And I don't I do can that. I hear the music. You know when she, like, runs out onto the cliff and it does that panning yes. shot of her coming up? I can hear the music in my head. Yeah, and I'm like, I can, oh, too. The hand flex. How has the hand flex ever been that oh my long? God. How is that the moment that everybody's just like... Did we all just lose our minds because he, he moved his hand, his hand a little bit? Like, how is it the sexiest thing I've ever, ever seen. seen? And it's just because he touched her and then he had to, like, rip his hand from touching I her. Cannot. And you're just like... Even thinking about it. Written by a woman moment if I've ever seen one. is the best. Oh, my gosh. Mr. Darcy, um, it just is. So good. And... I bought the soundtrack on, like, a CD. I have it. I think we posted that on one of our socials, but... I used to listen to it studying. I would, like, take a bath and, like, light candles and listen to the Pride and Precious soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) I am Elizabeth. Yes. (laughs) I love it. All right. Here's our, here's our last quote. Uh, And I think this is a good one that, like, if you know it, you know it, but it's not, like, gigantically obvious. 
hopefully. Um, all right, this one says, I came here tonight because when you realize you want the rest of your life to, when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with someone, you want the rest of your when life Harry to start Sally. as soon as possible. You didn't let me finish it. Sorry. <laughs> yes, it is. When Harry met Sally. It's the only time that I can find Billy Crystal cute. I was yeah. like, wait, why is he the main guy in this? A classic. With Meg Ryan. It's a weird pairing, but it works. I have to say that You've Got Mail and um, Sleepless in Seattle are two of my favorite rom-coms. My favorite movies of all time. And I can, like, verbatim quote the entire movie. <laughs> I've seen them so much. I was watching You've Got Mail yesterday. I love that and I movie. I was like, oh, I yes, remember when I this. watched when I watched Sleepless in Seattle like a million years ago I was like underwhelmed so I never watched it again but people love that so I'm like I feel like I need to re-watch it but I feel like they're not together the whole movie till the very end right yeah not yeah. Totally. yeah I think that was the part I don't like like they don't have a lot of in-person yeah. interactions it's all mm-hmm. through yeah. other people through their kid yeah. and through the radio and through whatever yeah notes and stuff okay wait I have one more I have one more quote since Harry met Sally, okay. got an instant response. All right. I'm done being scared. I'm done living in a world where I don't get to be who I am. I deserve a great love story. I don't know. This is Love, Simon. Oh, oh I, I haven't, haven't seen that. that. I wanted Me either, to. but I feel like, oh, that's so perfect because it's like a bookish one as well. Yeah. Yeah, it is a bookish Actually, one. So I feel like I need to see that are. now. I own that book and I've wanted yeah. to watch no, it. They, like, where do you think they get the fuel for our brains? It's from books. Mm-hmm. True, true. Yeah, have have any of you read Love Simon? No, no, I have the book and I wanted to read it and I haven't. The movie looks And so I didn't cute. watch the movie because I wanted to read the book and then I just never did. Shocking. Story of my yeah. life. Seriously, same. Um all right. Well if anyone wants to go read more quotes, you can just like pop on this BuzzFeed article. Yes. But uh that's uh that's our game. And then um I guess what? Just follow us on all the things, that's right? It. Yeah. yeah, follow us at email girls guide on all the stuff. <laughs> and may your day be blessed with main character energy. Yes, main character main energy. Main character energy. energy. Yeah. Yeah.